Hello and welcome to That Was The Way, the officially unofficial Mandalorian after show. And we have a great show for you tonight and a full panel uh, once again, finally for the first time in a while. The whole gang is here and we got a lot to talk about. We got Legends stuff to talk about. We have the return of the crew and Baby Yoda goes to school. <laughs> it's like Curious George. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, don't forget, as always, don't forget to like and subscribe to That Was The Way YouTube channel. Uh, your support would do us go a long way in helping this channel out. And um, whatever happens in the future will go along with that too. But um, yeah, this is... Once again, we're back. The gang's all there. To, they're back again today. And uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the episode all uh, as a whole? Yeah, we're just like uh, Kara and the Mandalorian and Carl Weathers back together again, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. And there's a new hero to uh, for everyone to go, a t-shirt guy. <laughs> t-shirt. Oh, God. I knew we were going to bring that up at some point. I totally yes, missed it. Even on right. second viewing, I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to, it's one of those things you have to really you have to take away all because I think because the setting was so dark and there's so much when you watch it, you don't necessarily see it. It's one of those things that you really have to, you know, you have to take away the the lighting and everything like that. Just mm -hmm. really focus on that one area to be like, oh, okay, wow. <laughs> um, I like the fact that someone made a Star Wars Wicca about for him. Oh, yeah. There's going to be so many cosplayers now. It's going to be insane. Oh, I'll, I'll tell my husband that who doesn't want to cosplay. Where, where you could just be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. Guy. <laughs> yeah. They, actually, he's, they actually put him in the Star Wars Wicca can, canon page for uh, as an actual canon character. Like, gave him, like, like a name and, uh, you know, date of birth and oh, everything God. like that. That's great. Why yes. not? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I, I didn't see it when I, on my second viewing. I had made a little list of things to my for, for myself because I'd heard about that. So I was like, oh, look and see if you can actually see that if you're looking. Um, the other thing that someone pointed out to me that I didn't see the first time was that there's a statue of IG11 in the town square. Yes. And I did mm -hmm. see that on second viewing. <laughs> Loved it. Yes. So again, Firefly vibes, man. Where's the crappy town where I'm a hero? You know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of callbacks and um, call forwards, and even uh, once again, kind of mentioning and not really mentioning, but playing homage to different movies and different shows. And, you know, uh, that chase scene, at, you know, going through the desert, desert there was straight out of Mad Max. I mean, that was, you know, a really, you know, big homage to Mad Max. And mm -hmm. yeah, there was just, um, it was just a fun episode. Once again, I think they really, you know, nailed it. And... Yeah, I thought they hit a really good balance of, you know, action, but there was some really good humorous scenes, which I liked. There yeah. was. The opening sequence of the, the, not the blue wire, the red wire, like that lasts. <laughs> yes. 30 seconds longer than it needed to, but I thought it was hilarious. Did that, did, Don't did that give you together. guys, did you, did that give you guys maybe group vibes? Kind of. Does anybody have any tape for the button? Like the big death button? Like it did kind of have that. Yeah, it did a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot yes, of baby Yoda uh, humor in this one too. With him oh, ah, yeah. throwing his hands up and then the whole school sequence and stealing the kids' cookies and, you know, and, cookies, and all this other yes. stuff. It, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Though I'm wondering now if um, whenever you know, everything fully opens up again, if uh, Disney is going to start selling the little blue macaroons for oh, the, uh, right. the tie-in. Yeah, why not? No, I thought that, yeah, I did like, I noticed some sort of, not really behind the scenes things, but there was really good puppeteering in this episode, mm -hmm. like to have, you know, that functional, um, you know, sort of smaller, smaller hand motions that, that the child could do. And also when the child coughed into the smoke, the smoke like swirled around, like mm -hmm. that takes an yeah. extra, that takes an extra step. Yeah. And 
could have yeah. really been missed. Um, and also like the puking, considering, you know, there's not like a stomach there or whatever. I was like, that was all really done. Well done. And it could have been poorly done. And I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah the spitting yeah. up was hilarious. That <laughs> was, because <laughs> I, I know the feeling when you're just sitting there and you hear your kid behind you, blah, and you have to turn around, oh, geez, I'm trying to oh. clean him up, you know, while you're still doing what you're doing. I, yeah. I, it's just great. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not better parenting, uh, you know, picking up the child before going on that on that wild goose chase and, yeah, and having him yeah. having him go down the vents to to pull the blue wire and the red wire. But you know, yeah. uh, he at least didn't eat any living beings this time. So this is true. Progress. It's true. <laughs> um, I like the I like how they they touched on the New Republic and how the New Republic as far as the outer rim was concerned, was just as useless and just as pointless as the empire was. Yeah. And this whole idea of just let us be, just let us do our own thing. You guys don't understand what it's like out there. And even, you know, this divide between the core worlds and the outer rim and, you know, you know, I mean, almost holding a mirror up to you know, I, you'd almost see the divide between, you know, certain aspects of even our, you know, you know, whether it be in this country or other countries of the cities to the, to the country and their, you know, the divide there. Um, yeah, that was kind of an interesting dichotomy how, you know, you even see that, you know, here where there's this divide between one part of the country and another part of the country and one part of the country says you don't understand how we how what it's like here just leave us alone and let us do our own thing and that's kind of what i saw there with the outer rim was they're kind of saying like hey you don't under you know right. we got it we got under control just let us do our thing yeah type of a thing yeah um, well but then also knowing what happens by episode seven right that the first order yeah. puts itself together and all of that so yeah. you know, the I really did like that it was the same X-wing pilot, you know, out there taking treatments mm -hmm. and stuff like that that we saw in episode two. But yes. you know, that's sort of alluding to if everyone had pulled together to you know stamp out the empire yeah. in entirety, we yeah. wouldn't have you know episode seven could have been this blissful you know uh, glorious future the way that I thought as a child yeah. watching Return of the Jedi it was gonna be. So. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. Uh... It's also interesting, you know, like you, you kind of hit it on the, you know, the, uh, that that X-Wing pilot knew something was going on, that knew, like he even said, like, hey, they don't understand, you know, they don't believe that it's, a, that it's as big a threat as it really is, but, you know, we need to pull together, um, and we can't do it, uh, which we'll get to, to that here in a bit, but, um, I mean, this was a... Uh, you know, in many ways, I wouldn't say a heist movie, a heist episode, but this was a, you know, sneak into the bay, get into the base, blow it up, and get out. It was pretty straightforward, but there was enough twists and turns and enough moments where you're just like, oh, that really um, made it for me just a fun, fun episode. I, and I liked even the callbacks to, I love the, um, the joke of the no railings. Yes. Yeah. Bring up the no rail. Yes. <laughs> yes. Someone finally said it. There's no guardrail. <laughs> the Empire could afford a moon-sized space station, but they couldn't afford the $50 railing. I mean, just some PVC pipe, just something like... <laughs> chain nope. a rope like, mag boots like, what about mag boots you know yeah must exist yeah <laughs> like, yeah what are about here yeah no that's the family guy the family guy episodes really hit that on the head and they're like and i told him all i wanted was a rail like that's all i wanted it's just oh, a single rail right here you know how many times i've almost fallen off of this one <laughs> rail yeah no i really i really liked that yeah um, yeah, the heist was poorly planned, in my opinion. It seemed like step by step, 
like they had to borrow someone else's car, right? Like the main thrill had to drive them there. <laughs> like they didn't, ha- they couldn't get in the first way. They needed someone with a jetpack, so isn't it good they had someone with a jetpack? Like it didn't go very well. It was like fortuitous they found one of those code cylinders that everyone always has, you know, yeah. strapped to them everywhere. That's the first time I've seen it used, I think. And mm-hmm. like all of that was, that was kind of even, cool. It wasn't even the place they thought it was. It was a lab <laughs> with people in it that they had yeah. to kill, and it was just like. No one, they just a little recon, I feel like. Uh, it was a, it was a yeah, poorly played. <laughs> I did like, speaking of the, uh, uh, the, the Mithril character, uh, his character, I did like that when Mando first came in, he basically did his version of peeing himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was not, oh crap. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I liked that. I also liked, I mean, it was sort of frustrating because I'm writing an article right now for Star Wars Insider about um, eye adaptations. And so I was like, well, not many people have eye problems, you know, like Maz has goggles and, but, you know, Han talks about not being able to see when he comes out of carbonite. Um, and it was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that could happen with the deep freeze or whatever. And then the Mithril, I don't know if it's a joke, but he was like, so he still can't see out of his left eye. And I'm like, yeah. I had to like rewrite that whole paragraph. <laughs> of my article that I'm turning in next week because love that's that. news, you know, that, oh, wow, some yeah, biology of some animals, <laughs> they, they never get their eyesight back. Which tells you yeah. he was actually in carbonite for a while. Yeah, He had to mm-hmm. have been in there for a while because, I mean, even in the comics they've talked to, because Leia was frozen in carbonite immediately after Empire Strikes Back in the comics. Uh-huh. And like three or four days after Empire, she was frozen in carbonite, but she was thawed out within just minutes. Mm. you know and, and she never lost her eyes so she didn't have the hibernation sickness oh. so he had to have been in there for a minute interesting interesting yeah. or something about this sort of like fish biology yeah he's got or something yeah. But, something, uh, yeah it also my husband pointed out like that whole line that's a really badass line in the previous season right where he's like i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold and then he freezes him yeah <laughs> he freezes mm-hmm. the bring him in warm option and then he deep freezes him so like there's a little bit of wordplay there, but whatever. Dead or alive, no or <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or on ice, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, literally bring you in cold, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> what did you guys so what think was... about Car having Kara back and seeing her as the I like it. I, I love Kara. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. Like, that was the first thing I noticed when I when I heard the marshal. First thing I thought was we we're gonna see Tim the Olafant yeah. again, like Tim the Olaf, the Marshal. Then I saw yeah. Car. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, all right. And and to find um, out that she's Alderanian, hmm. we never knew that before. Yeah, and, we found and that out last season. We did. Did we? Yeah, it's 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 one line though. You, yeah. you just missed it. I must have missed yeah, that. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, Moff Gideon's character says says uh oh of when he's going through all the all roster of all of them okay you're right yeah he's going yeah, to that, that's right. when we learn uh you're right i must not have picked up on that yeah because that's Din how Jaren, we find yeah. out mandalorian's name is Den. i must yeah. have missed that it was real because when she's because when they said that in this episode i was oh like i get it now but i yeah, I guess yeah. that must have went right over my head. And although, one. although that that line that the uh, the X-wing pilot says, "Did you lose any one?" It's like, I just lost mean? my whole planet. It's, what do you it's mean the I whole lost? planet? Yeah. Who do, yeah. Yes. Did you lose anyone? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just start with, "I'm sorry for your loss." Don't like, yeah. you know, make her recount well, all the people she lost. <laughs> it's like the Imperials whenever they come across somebody. And they start talking about the Death Star. They're like, oh, did you lose anyone? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I had buddies on the Death Star, you know? So yeah. it's it's both sides. It's not just, you know, yeah. the, the Empire's atrocities. It's it's both sides. That's true. But yeah, I, I, I love that. What did you guys what do you guys think is going on in the lab? Ooh, Metachlorians. <laughs> yeah, because they t- they mentioned the M count, the Metachlorian count. The M count, yeah. The yeah, M count, which that. thank God they didn't say the M word. Like, <laughs> I just, I hate that word. But the M count, so yeah. what is going on there? Hmm. I've heard, are I these, have. Are these Palpatine clones? Are they Snoke? Like, are they, hmm. what's going on? Hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking, I think, I think it has to do with the, uh, with the, um, what we see at the end. I think yeah. they're trying to. I think they're trying to do force sensitive stormtroopers, or should I use say the? Ah, should I say yes, it? Yes, you can say it. Dark troopers. 
I'm so excited. For those on I, the audio version, Brian oh, is doing a little dance. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I, I was telling Melissa before you got on, Mark, uh, when that happened in the episode, I jumped up and Kirsty was like, what, what is it? What, what, what's going on? And I was just freaking out the same way I did when I saw the dark saber. And I was just like, just fanboying. And then I had yeah. to back it up and pause it. And I got real close to my TV and I'm like, that's exactly what that is. And then I had to explain to Kirsty what a dark trooper was. And I was like, there's yes. this video game called dark forces. And there was Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight, and then there was Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, and I had to explain to her the whole thing about the Dark Troopers and the Shadow Troopers, because mm-hmm. you had Shadow Troopers also that had, you know, the, the, the Force abilities inside of a Kyber Crystal, so you had those as well. So I'm curious to see which way they're going to go with that. Yeah, and I do know, because I watched, it, I watched another video where someone had watched it with, um, what it's... Uh, I can't think what it's called, but it's it's for people that are hard of that are, uh, bl- that are blind. Descriptive audio. Oh, okay. And it said when it was describing that final scene, it actually said, "Dark Troopers." Uh, it actually called them Dark Troopers in the descriptive <laughs> audio. Yes, so it is confirmed they are Dark Troopers. Yes. Now, how close they're going to stick with? The original the legends version yeah. of Dark Troopers and what what changes they make, oh, but yes. it, they are Dark Troopers. Yeah. God, that was and, Jedi Outcast and, is my favorite video game, one of my favorite video yeah. games ever. So to see that coming to screen, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and from what I've heard, is they're going to make a, a very strong difference between Dark Troopers and the Death Troopers that Good. we saw the Death that we saw in Rogue, in Rogue One. Mm. Um, that there are going to be two completely different Good. types of stormtroopers. Okay. Well, if you zoom in too on on the dark troopers in this episode, you can see that they've got robotic hands and legs. Mm-hmm. You can actually see those joints. They almost look like security droids, like K two S O. They almost look yeah. like those hands. So yeah. they're going to have that real droid aspect to them, the same way they did yeah. in the game. So, yes, yes, yes. That is- but yeah, um, I thought I thought they did a good job with the scientist sort of uh, information, you know, from what a Dr. Parrish or whatever his name is. Uh, uh, Pershing, mm-hmm. I think. Pershing. Uh, just yeah. vague enough that you can't actually be sure of what they were doing. Like, I feel like whoever wrote that little speech was like, let's say what we actually mean and then take out like every third word and, you know, just like <laughs> change a couple of things yeah. to be vague enough that you don't quite know, but, you know, talking about the child, obviously. And then there's the volunteer, um, which mm-hmm. is question mark. Um, maybe. Uh, and then there's also talk about, um, you know, needing blood and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, I think they're creating, or, or experimenting on how to create for sensitive life. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think what they're, I think they're trying to figure out how to transfer somewhat force, force ability into a clone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think is what they're trying to do. Yeah. And you know, how do you, how do you do that? You know, how do you, yeah. Yeah. I liked, I mean, the, you know, I don't, as a scientist, I shouldn't say I liked the scientist destroying data because I don't, I don't in a philosophical way, but right. in a cinematic way, I did it, uh, did like them in there just like deleting Blasting things everything. and then just shooting the consoles when they got caught doing it. Like I did like mm-hmm. that sort of sequence. <laughs> and you know, they were looking for uh, a, a blood sample with a high M count, M count, uh, and now they've got this beacon on the on Mando's ship, and who is he going to go find right now? So, I think Ahsoka. a certain I think a certain somebody I think Ahsoka is going to play a bigger role in the 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 last part of the season than what I think we're actually thinking she's too. going to. Yeah. Now here's the question: Are we done with Kara and Carl Weathers' character, no. or do you think we will we'll see them again? And when do you think this will be something that they show up at the end of the season to kind of wrap everything up? Because it looks like the way the show, especially with Kara, it looked like the way the show it ended with Kara was Kara's got some decisions to make and that she could go off on her own um, and do her own thing, you know, with the New Republic or the Resistance or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I it seemed like they wrote that one very, very open-ended. Yeah, I can't, I can't get a handle on what I think the creative team thinks of Kara and Carl Weathers because they were such an integral part of the first season, especially the you know main action of it, and then to not even show up until episode four and to show up only in this sort of like I need you know safe harbor sort of way. That's that's a different yeah. character now um, mm-hmm. in in sci-fi generally. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if like in episode eight there won't be a like rally all the troops final showdown, and so like people all his friends from around the galaxy show mm-hmm. up and they could show up in that. But other than that, I don't know what you yeah. do with those characters now. So yeah, I hope so. I like her. I want to be that at Comic Con next time because I was like looking. I'm like, those are just some turquoise yoga pants, and then like I could. Oh yeah, that and that and I want that tattoo on my face. Like, well, she's got. It looks like the Corellian blood stripes also. Yes. On her on her right arm, it looks like she has the Corellian uh, the blood stripes. Oh yeah. So, yeah. No, I I love Cara Dune, and and you you brought up the uh, the IG eleven uh statue that's i i caught that the first time we watched it and i thought it was hilarious uh but i didn't catch blue jean boy <laughs> i did not catch no. blue jean boy yeah no me either so um that's yeah, who no, i want to be at comic-con there you go i like it yeah. yes kara or kara now i can't remember um kara okay Cara. um uh, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, uh, her little like weasel friend because I like love wildlife yes. and animals. I was like making friends. Like, you know, I was like, don't feed it, it now. It's going to follow you forever. Um, I feel like it was a stand in for John Favreau's Lion King for Timon. Like when, when they were mm-hmm. first, because it kind of looked like a meerkat just kind of yeah, sitting there and, and looking at it. Yeah. I leaned over Kirstie. I was like, I, I wonder if that was a stand in for Timon on, <laughs> on John Favreau's Lion King. Yeah. I could see him be like, let's use it. Why not? I could see that too. And I don't know if you noticed in the concept art that they play over the credits that the concept art with the weasel was like breathing fire like a dragon. I didn't see that. Yeah. I was still, I I had to stop. I didn't watch the concept art for this episode because uh, as soon as the credits started rolling, I stopped and started backing it up to the dark troopers again. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, if you ever make it through the concept art for those weasels, someone's like holding it by the tail and it's just flaming fire. And I'm like, Oh, that's even more cool. That's awesome. Whoa. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the idea of like? I love the idea of the um, the X-wing pilots being basically cops now. Yeah. That that's what the new Republic Navy is basically. Even yeah. even Carl Weathers even called him officer. Said yeah. yes, officer. I'll get right on it, officer. It's yeah. you know instead of like lieutenant or you know captain whatever it was officer. Like so they basically are just just beat cops. Yeah. You know? Do you know why Kara called him blue? Because I caught that. Like she, she's like she says something like, "Oh, I, mm. I, I don't take orders or blue." And I was like, "I don't, I don't understand that reference." Yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe it's I don't a police. Either. Maybe it's a police uh, joke. Maybe. Yeah, I was I like, maybe he was the blue. Maybe he's blue. You know, blue one. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I can't know. remember what his now. I remember. I I remember what um. Filoni's character's name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, his name Trapper Wolf. Oh, okay. Which, if That's you know right. Anything about Filoni, yeah. he loves wolves. That's like yeah. his. Wolves are his, his thing. thing. Um, oh, okay. that, that's where the yeah, Loth wolves come wolves. from in Rebels. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. He loves. He's a big wolf fan. But um, the other guy, I cannot remember what his character's name is. But um, he was actually a member of the Five Hundred First. That's in oh, real is life. He? Yes. Uh, I wonder he's if a, they'll uh, like kick him out for playing an X-Wing pilot. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, he's a huge Star Wars fan. Um, I first saw him in, there's a, a TV show called Kim's, Kim's Convenience. And oh. he, plays the lead, he plays the lead in Kim's Convenience. He yeah. plays the, uh, the dad. It's a, uh, yeah. about a Korean shop owner in Toronto who owns this uh, Korean grocery store and he's the father who owns it. It's hilarious. Yes. He's hilarious in it. Um, but yeah, he's a huge Star Wars fan. And I mean, living out, I think every every Star Wars nerd's dream to be an X-Wing pilot. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah. For sure. That's yeah. what I would want to be. So yeah. uh, speaking of like, well, we weren't really, but it just reminded me of at the end, we don't need to skip right to the end, but the, <laughs> the, 
imperial officer being a woman that's something oh. that for me is really exciting to see on screen because uh, cool. i had action figures for star wars and you know there were very few that were it was like princess leia in all of her outfits um and <laughs> lots of droids and stuff like that but i was like man i for my childhood now i want like a female imperial officer you know uh action mm -hmm. figure i would have i would have loved that so I really, I really yeah. enjoy just those little moments where it doesn't have to be male or female, but for me, it's exciting yeah. to see um, her talk yeah. to to Moff Gideon there at the end, um, and just yeah. have her have her purpose, you know. So. Mm -hmm. And I like seeing the old, uh, like after all this time of seeing, you know, the first order uniforms and how they looked. To me, seeing the old school imperial yes uniforms like yeah. that, the the, the olive, the kind of olive color. With the oh, yeah. that is so cool. Yeah. Well, what do you the think of the start kind of the Star Destroyer? That is a yeah. Well, that's a cruiser from Rebels. I think it's the first time we saw that cruiser. It's it's a style yeah. we saw in Rebels. I can't think. They they said what, when they first they, they started showing when they first showed the class it. Of it. When they first showed it coming over the camera, and you saw the forks before it showed the rest of the ship. When I saw the forks, yeah. I started to freak out because I'm like, they're not showing the Falcon right now. And then it, it kept on going. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. I was about to really just die. It's been a while since we had die. one of those long ship shots. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. nice. Although I saw a, uh, someone put up a, uh, a thing of, um, it was pictures. It was uh, just random pictures without any context for to describe this recent episode of Mandalorian. Uh, and the one they showed for that was the picture of Spaceballs. With yeah. the, I yes. pray for no one. Every time it reminds yes. me of baseballs. That's true. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I, to me, I got Venator class vibe from that ship. Mm -hmm. The way bit, with yeah. the forks in the middle and the thing like that, I'm like, that almost looks like a variation of the of the uh, the Clone Wars Venator class. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe a little bit bigger, but definitely got that type of a vibe to it. Absolutely. It was yeah. very cool, and of course seeing Moff Gideon again and seeing yeah. which he just plays a great bad guy. He's, yeah. dude, Any, he's anything been I've so been in, awesome. he is like a great bad I remember the first time seeing him and was in Revolution. Mm -hmm. Um which is a really good great show. He played a he played a villain in there too. So this guy's got the dark saber and an army of dark troopers. Like that is the most badass thing I've ever seen in in, in, in Star Wars. I, I did also uh, notice that he's like sort of like getting on his way to being Darth Vader, right? He's got like a couple of buttons on his chest. So I, mm -hmm. I don't know if he was like actually more injured in that TIE fighter oh. crash than we thought at the end <laughs> of season one, but he's like creeping towards that. And definitely yeah. the aesthetic of that is is really fun to nice. see. So, mm -hmm. yeah, oh, I wrote it down as he's getting Darthier. <laughs> Darthier, Darthier. Yeah. Also, in that sequence, I really enjoyed. There's like a technician in the background, just with like a, a, a checklist or something like that, and all the <laughs> like dark dark trooper outfits. And that just that's mm. such a little moment to me, but it makes it really realistic. That like, yeah, he's yeah. there posing dramatically. You know, there's like wind or something, but there's also some guy doing his job in that shuttle. Yeah. In that, yes, you know, I'm surprised like, his cape wasn't like billowing in fake, you know, wind or whatever. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> So I like all those little. I, I would have that guy's action yeah. figure too, right? Like yes, tech in yeah. a tech in a uh, you know working garage mechanic outfit uh, in the hangar. <laughs> yeah, as uh, someone who's really always really been into like the the ships and the planes, it was cool to see the Tie Fighters again. And I never knew what they were, what type of ties those were called, but I finally got confirmation of what Outriders, they were Outlander, Outlander. That's it. Yeah, Outlanders. Outlander, they're the Outlander, yep. Outlander ties. I love how the, because uh, I've always, that's the other thing I've always wondered. The is wings like, like, like how do, yeah. when they land, how do they, how do they land, you know, on like surface? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I understand like the Star Destroyer like has the little claw that just picks them up and like that. But it's like, how do they do that? I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. okay. They kind of, the wings kind of go down like that. And then they're able to get in and. Yeah, I couldn't remember when that got introduced to us, but it is really cool. It was the same as in Force Awakens. It was Awakened. last season. The first time I saw it was last uh, last season when you when you see Moff Gideon's tie. 
land mm -hmm. land like that the wings go down like okay that's cool yeah that is cool well that and like in force awakens where they've got the like sort of conveyor belt of them in the hangar i remember mm -hmm. being like that's so cool yeah. we've never seen that before <laughs> so, one yeah. of the simple things that i like to look for in star wars stuff now and there's a lot of it in mandalorian in this episode is just stormtrooper small talk and like stormtroopers just calling orders out in general because they always seem so classic you know, like anytime you hear a stormtrooper say, there they are, blast them. And it sounds exactly the way it did in A New Hope when they come into Docking Bay 94 and start shooting yeah. at the Falcon. Yeah. It sounds just like that. Or anytime you hear them talking about, hey, have you seen the new T-16s? Like, you know, yeah. just just the little small talk in the background is so great. Yeah. And every stormtrooper I've heard talk so far in this sounds like a stormtrooper. Actually yeah. Yeah. has that same monotone voice. Yeah. No, I, they there's had in the classic. I love it. There's been a couple of times where I was like, they could have just copied this audio from yeah. the original series. You know, like they did, they did some of that for Rogue One, right? Where it's very clearly the yeah. same sequence. You know, the stay on target and all that kind of stuff. Where they did, and and there's been a couple of times. Uh, I did notice. I think it was in the base. TK417 and I was like, "Ooh, that's very close. He must have very been close. in class as TK421." That's four guys away. He was three guys down that way, yeah. <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah, but not I love little stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Uh, I I did Oh, we Oh, sorry. Uh we have to talk about uh the child in at school. That's where um, I was going to go to. <laughs> I was like we have to talk. Maybe Yoda goes to class. <laughs> Um, I loved I loved the little details of that uh, with that with the uh, the the, uh, the protocol droid, um, just talking about the different you know basically giving a galactic uh, geography lesson. Yeah. And she mentions like the hyperspace lanes. She mentions the different you know the core systems and the uh, Kessel. She mentioned Kessel, yeah. Yeah. She mentioned Kessel. She and, mentioned and the maelstrom, the maelstrom around it. Yeah. Maelstrom. I, I had the closed yeah. captioning on, other I, I wouldn't have heard it. But I was like, oh, she's talking about Kessel. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I think Coruscant got name dropped too in this. So. Yeah. In this one. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas, of course, at this time, it is no longer the capital. I don't think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think yeah. it is at this point. I think Chandrilla um, is at this point. Chandrilla, Chandrilla yeah. is the capital at this point. Because yeah, because right after the uh, found, you know, the refounding of the New Republic, they decided they move to the move. They would move the capital yeah. uh, every every so every few years. They would move the capital, mm -hmm. so it was never in one central place. It so just happened to be on Hosni Prime in seven. Yeah. Yeah. The idea was that no one system would have supremacy over right. any other system that they would move the capital so that each one, you know, every system would get a chance to. Can you imagine the logistics <laughs> of every five I'm or six years, just moving the government <laughs> like across the galaxy? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That would be like, all right, guys. Okay. We have Washington DC has had enough 200 years <laughs> of, uh, we're going to move it to Salem, Oregon. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, exactly. That would be yeah. like, let's move it to Seattle's the new capital. What? What? Bunch of U-Hauls. Let's do this. All right. Was anyone else worried that he was going to get like bullied or something like that? Like when he came in and everyone was like whispering, all the little kids are whispering, including the girl with her like Ray haircut. Um, I saw that too. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, oh no, he's not going to get bullied, is he? And I'm glad choking the bully in class, right? Yeah, or choking the kid. <laughs> well, because there also weren't that I noticed any alien kids. You know, yeah. I don't know if it was just mm. a, you know didn't want to deal with the hair More and makeup human. or whatever of that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I noticed it was all like you know human kids with various you know okay. space goggles and haircuts and stuff yeah. to show that they were a little different. But. Yeah. Um, I'll say this too. I saw a meme the other day that said the most unrealistic thing in the Mandalorian so far is how easily the Mandalorian can find a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> totally true. Just he's fine. Just leave him. Let's go talk business. I wish somebody would come get my kid and be like, he's fine. Let's go do something. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I hadn't I thought about that, that but yes. yeah. Well, I mean, certainly in, was it the previous episode where he left him with the frogs? I was like, don't do that. <laughs> but <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> this time, at least he was, uh, he was only going to steal some kids cookies and uh, nothing more tragic than that. That was hilarious. 
I also, I noticed that Carl Weathers directed this yeah. episode. And mm-hmm. I know that directors aren't writers, but like yes. also his character was a dick this entire episode. Like the I don't know the way he the I way he treated the like Mithril or whatever, where he's just like, yeah. "Hurry up, come on, I'll take." Car was the same way. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, you, you can wait here. You know, we just when the lava tide comes in, we'll throw you a rope. <laughs> he's like, "Oh well, okay, I guess I'm coming with you." Yeah, like oh, also well. I need to know more about lava tides because that's mm-hmm. uh, intriguing. Like that's a plot point. It is that sounds fun. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, I was like, it's kind of guys, kind of. A, dick was he that big of a dick in the last one like he was even a bad guy in the last season and he i don't feel yeah. like he was quite so rude um but you know yeah. get a little power i guess um you know yeah i am trying to look at what else i had noted down oh i had an incredibles moment from uh, edna edna mode right they're like no capes because there's like a time where he takes off when he's got his jet pack and his oh. there, and i'm like you're gonna burn the cape. All to- <laughs> this is a bad plan. So it just made me think of that part where she's like, "No capes. You get sucked into like jet engines. You get all sorts of problems if you're a superhero with capes." So I really thought he was gonna get back to the school and he and Baby Yoda was gonna be gone. Mm. I really thought he was going to, and and you know they're yeah. continuing the chase. Which by the way, that chase was awesome. Yeah, I love that awesome chase. Yes. Uh, and and Kirsty started laughing when and all once the, again when all the scout troopers the... when when all the scout troopers hopped on their bikes and started going down the mountain and two of them crashed right off the bat. <laughs> Kirsty's like, "Well, no wonder yeah. they lost the freaking war." <laughs> like... Yeah. No, the going off the cliff there and those like hover all those hovercraft was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and just that um, that imperial. Uh, what I don't care what transport or whatever it is squ- crushing uh, that, that speeder just going yeah. down. Is that my speeder? <laughs> he was just, my speeder. That poor guy. Which apparently that's Horatio yeah. Sands from like Saturday Night Live. Yes. Oh, yeah. it is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't recognize him. Even I knew that by the t- second time I watched it and I still didn't recognize him at all. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I like that little bit was of, in the I, first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't realize um, that either until after. Yeah. Speaking of, you mentioned, uh, you know, the call. You know, the old. You know, hearing the stormtrooper voices, seeing even with the um, on the display screen of the Tie Fighters and Carl Weathers. You know, the old school. Yeah. Two dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Just little touches like that are. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. I Not did. As, uh, it's, I it's a testament. Talking. It's a testament to to you know these movies that are coming out nowadays. Everything is, is just everything is computer generated. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. You, the more you build, the better mm-hmm. it's going to look. Because you know, oh, I shouldn't say the better it looks, but the more tangible it looks. Yeah. Real. If it looks yeah. campy, odds are it's going to work really well with Star Wars. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we learned well, that. We talked prequel about sequel didn't, or the prequel movies really didn't we? So. We talked about this last week. Um, and when we talked about last week's episode, how it's, it's something that is so tangible, especially when you're talking about the original trilogy. And this is something that they got away with in the prequels too is usually when someone walks into a bar in a science fiction movie it's very or into any type of you know eating establishment or something like that it's usually very sci-fi it's high tech it's you know this like star wars has never been was never like that right you know the cantina looked very gritty it looked very just um and the same thing when when mandalorian walks into that bar on that planet with uh with the mon calamari that looks like a real bar that looks like just some you know some pub in you know england or on the east coast somewhere you know where fishermen just go go a chowder a chowder gun yeah a big thing a chowder in it's like i can see that place looks real looks lived in it looks yeah um and i think that's one thing they got away with we talked about that i think they got away with in the prequel start with the prequels of making it too glossy Oh, making it to, yeah, to just fake. I mean, yeah. yeah look at Dex's diner. 
yeah. in episode yeah, two, that, you know, it was just everything was chrome. Yeah. I mean, I get they were yeah. going for that kind of fifties vibe or, you know, or something along those lines, but everything chrome, please. Yeah. Like which just, that reminded me of the SpongeBob SquarePants episode where he goes to the future, of course, and everything is everything chrome is chrome. Future. <laughs> future. <laughs> But no, the lived in look, it works. And, and that's the thing with Mandalorian yeah. that makes it so great is it, it's it's grounded. Yeah. It, you know, it seems yeah. like this universe could actually be existing out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's also, we were talking about TIE Fighters, and there's another moment of that where you can tell when they hear the TIE Fighters, right? When Kara and Carl Weathers both, like, cock their heads, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's just that mm-hmm. noise when they hear the TIE Fighters following them. That scream. soldiers... Oh who had been fighting these, you know, mm-hmm. machine, like those are, you know, death machines to them. And so yeah. you hear that iconic sound that to me is like, woohoo, but like, I've never been stalked and had my friends killed by TIE fighters. So to them, it's like, yeah. it almost looked like this just sort of twitch of like, you know, I know they're behind me. Yeah. And whether uh, that was yeah. scripted or not was just, I thought that it's like little moments that- like that, that this show is really getting done, mm-hmm. doing really well. So. And I found this out. Uh, cool little uh, behind-the-scenes thing. The sound of the Razor Crest flipping through space like that. Oh, they took awesome that fight. from the Falcon. Oh, did they really? They took that from the Falcon trying to go into hyperspace. That. Oh, okay. That was yes. an awesome dog but, fight. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the opening scene where you see the uh, where the the, uh, <laughs> like the Razor Crest is just flipping through space, yeah. trying to get to the next place. That was the fa- that was the sound effect of the Falcon trying to go into hyperspace and failing. I mean, can we talk a little bit about how the mechanics on Navarro work really quickly? Like that ship was yeah. fixed. The child hadn't even finished his package yeah. of macaroons, and his ship was like perfect condition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, better than Moncala. Right, definitely yeah, better that's than true. Moncala. But it was just. Well, like, I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was also gonna go on that that. Um, about the uh, the fa- that being the sound of the Falcon, which the Falcon itself was the sound of a World War One style biplane having engine trouble. <laughs> cool. So that's how they got. So it's like one thing to another thing to another thing. But yeah, that's great. So there'd be World War One probably vets not anymore or whatever who would hear it and just be like ah you know in the seventies. They do that hit switch <laughs> you were talking about. <laughs> I, I had that exact same thing happen. Yeah. To me. <laughs> Um, I certainly was in Japan years ago and the, um, the Metro noise when it's on an elevated track sounds just like a TIE fighter. And I like, I like stopped in my tracks and was like, is this where he got it? Is this the Foley for TIE fighter? Cause it's the L like the elevated tracks in Japan. Oh, that's cool. Exactly. TIE fighter noise. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Well, and yeah, so about the mechanic thing, it's like, to me, it's only fair that he placed a tracking device on it if he can fix a ship in six hours or something like that. Right. Also, he yeah. was Not really, only did he have I to fix that, it, but he had to undo telegraph. everything the Amoncala did. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 Also, he was so... I think they kind of... Like... <laughs> I, yeah, I think they telegraphed that. that one at the very beginning, because the minute he kind of turned... They stuck on that one mechanic for a long time as he turns around, I'm like, Hmm. Think he might I, I thought it might have been just something like, oh, that guy brought the kid back here. <laughs> like, I know that kid. Like, is the bounty still good on him? Because that's what I was thinking. Uh, no, and I literally wrote down, I was like, do you suppose he's going to end up being a spy for the other side? Because it was just so, um, yeah. But I just watched the Star Wars holiday special for the first time since we talked last week. Uh, we Which don't one? need to. We don't need to. Oh, the the original. Okay. 19, I actually I watched both of them in the past week, but I watched the 1978 one, and that oh. I that alien, the red guy with the you know goggles, that ended up putting the tracker on there. I swear he's in the like animated sequence of that um, mm-hmm. as well. And I was like, oh, it's the alien from the Star Wars Holiday Special. And then I oh. had horrible flashbacks from watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> don't do it, folks. <laughs> don't 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 i don't know why i decided i needed to but i got kirsty to watch it for the first time two or three years ago because somebody on my facebook page was airing the, like live streaming it nice. for like a one-time christmas thing they were just like hey i'm gonna air it for everybody and we tuned in and watched it and she was just like sat there the whole, whole time like 
what? what? <laughs> and then for the next like year, all I heard was stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir. And that's all I heard when she was cooking. I was like, shut up. That's very odd. <laughs> um, do either of you guys know what that shield was that um, Kara and the X-Wing pilot were both? Like, is no. that like I mean, is I that ID or something? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I wasn't sure. I assumed it was just something I didn't know because I didn't watch, you know, I, I don't know. Was it a badge? That's what it looked like to me. Like it when almost looked like a badge. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, tell if it was ID because it looked like it had little like military service bars almost at the bottom. So yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I think it would have been cool had it not been a badge. I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with that eventually, but I think it would have been cool had he laid down you know, a Rebel Alliance medal or something, kind of like what Han and Luke got at the end of episode four. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would have been so cool, like, if she got a medal. Yes. Chewie know, right finally there. got one in episode nine, too. That was, like, my favorite moment of that movie. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, that would have been good. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and is it just me, and maybe it's because of the New Republic now, but was his flight suit just, like, really orange? <laughs> it was just like vibrant, mm-hmm. bright, like just like oxy clean orange. <laughs> like it was because they're. All, I'm so used to them being grungy, and you know what I'm. You know right. what I'm saying like from the classic trilogy. I guess you'd have to keep them pristine now, though. I don't know. It just to me that was one of those things that make it yeah, stand out. Yeah. Like okay, this is, or maybe it's just because of the 4K resolution. I was about to say. I think it's just be <laughs> a better technology in in filming now that you can't. You can actually see yeah. the bright colors. Right. Because um, yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah. I was like, well, usually you see them sitting down. You only see a little bit of it, but yeah. we see we see them plenty of sequences where they're up and about. So, yeah, I think it's just your your uh, yeah. what they're filming it in. Four <laughs> K. Yeah. Thanks, four K. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So, what do you guys think is going to happen? So, um, I was just leading into that's just where I was going to go to as we kind of start to wrap things up of where do you think you guys go from here where do you think they go from here i don't know brian tells me that we've seen everything from the trailer i still never watched it but he says we've seen now every scene from the trailer so it sounds like nobody knows which is exciting to me yeah Uh, yeah i i i don't know yeah i'm okay i'm gonna make a prediction uh i'm gonna make a prediction He's going to go find Ahsoka. May not be in the... Well, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's going to be in the next episode. Because mm-hmm. Dave Filoni is directing the next episode. Mm-hmm. And they did say... I think the time for it came out. I think it's like 58 minutes long. Oh, something like that. So it's going to be a long one. Okay. Uh, I know that has been uh, put out. So I'm going to say he's going to find Ahsoka in the next one. The tracking beacon's going to end up coming into it. Gideon's going to attack. Ahsoka's going to think he led the Empire to her. And shenanigans will ensue. Yeah, maybe she'll hop to a different planet or to a different safe spot, and then I'll take yeah. a, another couple episodes to track her down again or something. <laughs> yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, do you think that the Boba Fett character is going to come back around this season? I are, Aren't there rumors now that there's going to be a Boba Fett series? That takes place, I think, because I've been, I think even Star Wars News Network is reporting that. on it. Yeah. That, that, that they were talking they were about doing a Boba Fett series. Maybe? Yeah. And they said it was going to take place between Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and season two of Mandalorian. So basically leading up to that moment. Okay. So I, but I mean, that's just rumor at this mm-hmm. point. I don't want to run with it, but yeah. I, if, I mean, if that's the case, because they were talking about, it's going to start shooting next week. And I'm like, okay, well, that's where you're messing up because... <laughs> Obi-Wan's been talked about for how long, but we're not shooting that until January. So right. They're not even shooting the Cassie yeah. Andor series yet, from what I understand. Which I am yeah. so excited for. Me too. So excited for Cassian. Yes. So. But anyway, I, <laughs> I, I think Boba Fett's going to come back, and, and I think they didn't put him in there for nothing. Right. They didn't put him in there for no. nothing. So they've had a plan for a while because yeah. he was in season one. Now he's popped up in season two. I, I he's gonna pop up again. Yeah. Do you think that maybe they're wanting to set him up as? Because I think with this season you'll finally get the the uh, the final kind of thing. Or I don't think you're gonna see three seasons of Moff Gideon being being the the, the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that he was kind of the 
under villain, you know, underlining villain of last season, um, and the main kind of the main villain for this season. I don't think you're going to see three seasons of him being the villain. I think that would just be overkill yeah. for a series for this series. So, do you think that maybe next season the main villain will will be Boba Fett? I don't know. That they're setting up for Boba to be the main villain next season. Um, yeah, that's I a good question. Because cool. is Boba Fett a villain? You know, do we need to get philosophical here? <laughs> he wants that armor back. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like he was going after that yeah. armor. Like, I feel like he barely missed that armor. <laughs> yes, he's like, no. Just by like five or ten minutes. Like, he was looking for it for five years and was like, I know where it yeah. is. I'm fine. Today's the day. And then he got there and the guy took off and he was like, ah. Here we Back I to square have, one. Yeah. I shouldn't have stopped off for two days to have a vacation. If only I'd yeah. gotten here. Yep. Yeah. If yeah. Only no, that bathroom yeah, would have I, had toilet paper in it. I think, I and think I didn't have they, to wait for that guy to bring it to me. I'd have made it on time. So yeah. yeah. There's a lot I think, of I think what would be an interesting uh interesting thing for next season if they touched on you know the big question that's been and I think everyone's talking about when they talk about Boba Fett is is Boba Fett a Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. And maybe that could be something where like that's you know that was his armor that he got from his dad or whatever and but then the mandalorian you know dan could say yeah but your dad was your mandalorian yeah he didn't deserve that armor you know just like you don't deserve that armor because you're not one of well you you didn't earn it as a mandalorian I'd be interested in a couple more episodes of the other mandalorian seeming like the bad guy um that little bit because I didn't know all the uh, background about it, that little bit in um, the third episode, I think, was fascinating to me. Like, I was so upset when they, like, flew off and took yeah. their took their leave of each other, because I'm like, wait, no, I want to hash this out. Like, what are the Mandalorians? What is this child of the watch? You know, like, I need to know all of these things. So I would love, even if yes, it's like this misunderstanding was... hijinks conflict that doesn't need to be a conflict for three episodes, I want, I want that, honestly. There's quite a bit of that in Rebels and Clone Wars. Excellent. There's quite a bit. I mean, there's, yeah. oh God, there's a lot of Mandalorian stuff in Clone Wars. And then they go back and touch on it even more in Rebels. And it's exactly what you're asking for. It's it's like house versus yeah. house. Like it's a lot of the Mandalorian lore and, you know, surrounding the dark saber and how the houses work and, you know, the, the mantle of leadership. You're going to love it when you get to that stuff. You're going to absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you like me... Um, Going back to last week's episode, when Bo-Katan showed up, were you just jumping in your chair like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That yeah, was, I was just, the minute I saw the, I saw the, the flying design on the like, helmet. Yeah. That's what as... got first time I saw that. I'm like, no, 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 no. And she looked and then good when I saw too. Her take, she yeah. so good. And there were, there were times when they were fighting on, on board the, uh, the cruiser where they colored her armor in a way and the lighting was just right where sometimes you thought you were watching a clone wars episode it almost looked like it was the animated version again and then when she turned around you had to remind yourself that you were watching live action and you're like oh this is this is great the way she was fighting like i said the lighting cool and and like the way the coloring was on her armor the way it reflected light you know the texture it just looked like it was straight out of clone wars i love i love the memes that they have where there's one meme where it shows the top one where she's you said uh she said this is the way and then underneath you see the mandalorian say so say we all and she kind of goes this look like <laughs> i see what you did there Battlestar galactica <laughs> that's, that's great awesome. yeah no i i i can see what you're saying about the clone words even not having seen the episodes with her in it those painted backgrounds and stuff yeah. like that with the painting on on mm-hmm. the armor that's very cool yeah, it it, look, yeah. it looks so good. And, I mean, and sh- am I the only one? Because everybody I talk to about this, they're like, no, nah, she's she's fine. Is it just me or is she aging really well? <laughs> we talked about that, mm-hmm. I think, too. It's like- she, yeah. she was like in her 20s <laughs> in, in Clone Wars. And then here you are 30 years later. And she still looks like she's in her like 30s and yeah. 40s. And yeah. she should be around the same age as Obi-Wan would have been. 
Well, he aged he aged in fits and bursts himself, he if did. you think about you yeah. and McGregor going yeah. to Alec McGuinness over the course of 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe she'll age like, yeah. you know, after this a lot. Maybe. Well, I, I, I know, said something to Kirsty, and she was just like, well, she stays active and fit. No, <laughs> she lives in the Star Wars universe. It's stressful. Right. But you can also wait. Well, how old was she away. in Rebels? Right. Oh, Rebels. Okay, so I think she was in her 20s in Clone Wars, which means she could have been in her 30s in Rebels, which would put her Rebel. in her And Rebels took around was around the 50s. same was around the same time as the original trilogy. Rebels or was just before five. the original trilogy. She so I think up in she would have been closer four. to Han's age. She was five or six years before A New Hope. So five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine. So 14 years later. Mandalorian and Rebels would be about 14, 15 yeah. years apart. So, yeah. yeah, okay, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm I, being a little too I'd still rather, like, wave it off with a, like, well, she, who knows what, yeah. you know, species she I couldn't did. put, like, a I'm streak of gray or something. on a different like, planet, or she was in carbonite for yeah. 15 oh, of yeah. years. Like, we don't know. You could, yeah. That's the thing is, with sci-fi, you can explain everything away. I, no, it's yeah. like, I want to cast yeah. Katie Sackhoff. Say, she is this old. This is who we're casting. Like, I, I'd rather that explanation yeah. than the, like, whole well, caricature, like, we if, don't need to talk about whether or not I aged well sort of conversation, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I put her closer at Han's age. Okay. I think she'd be closer to, to Han's age in the original in the original trilogy. So casting casting her as as I think would be a, a good uh, a good fit even for for the age group. You know, she's got that look that she can play various different ages. I think yeah. she can play younger, she can play older. You know, mm-hmm. she can play whatever you know you need her to to play for for a wide variety of yeah of. Uh, things but and i didn't yeah, know until awesome. i until we were talking about it last week that it was like the voice actress you know also mm-hmm. for yes. like that to me is just yeah. such a fun thing to do that so whenever someone thought like hey let's do this i'm really glad they yeah. did it instead of yeah instead of recasting something so yeah yeah, yeah no i was time, freaking you know. out yeah <laughs> yeah he missed you last week i know he wanted to talk i to was i was i know, I know I was he like, asked oh. me last night i i about died because it was it we he's looking for other Mandalorians. Right. And, and you see the other girl that was with her first in the hood and every, you know, there were all these rumors that that was going to be Sabine Wren from rebels. And then yeah. it turned out not to be. And then when they all, as soon as they all landed and I saw the markings across her helmet, I like, Oh, oh my God, why is she on Montcala? Holy shit. You know, like it was, <laughs> it was one of those things that every time she was on screen and when she took the helmet off, like she looks so good. <laughs> Because they went with the Clone Wars design instead of the Rebels design, which was probably the right choice. Interesting. But yeah, I lost my mind. Well, I think that will kind of, uh, I think we'll wrap things up here for this week. And uh, once again, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, shoot us a line at that was the way 2020 at gmail.com and check us out on Facebook at that was the way. Um, the, the that was the way the Mandalorian after show Facebook page and on Twitter at that was the way Brian why don't you tell people where they can find you at uh, you guys can find me on the Star Wars Canon podcast we just made our uh, return episode this past weekend me and th- uh, my three new co-hosts uh, we talk about all things Canon you guys can listen to that on YouTube now also I did a little video version of it I, I guess that's what it's going to be from now on uh, it's mainly on Spotify Apple podcast Stitcher Castbox and Anchor, as well as the Star Wars Canon Library mobile app, uh, which is available now on Google Play, coming soon to the App Store spring 2021. Awesome. Uh, Melissa, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at Melissa Truth or many underscore scientist. You can also find an article I wrote in this month's Stars Insider magazine about exogorths. Nice. <laughs> Where I talk to deep sea scientists who study animals very similar to exogorths. Um, and uh, I think that's it. And then here, weekly. Yes. All right. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at John Mark Tully one because I'm, of course, the number one John Mark Tully on <laughs> this Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Mark Tully and on... Uh, that's pretty much it for 
all the official, all my stuff. You can also hear me each every week on War of the Stars podcast, a Star Wars podcast, which you can also link to at the Star Wars Canon mobile app now. Uh, so you can check us out there. Um, check the show out there. And next week, we're going to be doing our a special Thanksgiving episode where we'll be talking about everything we are thankful for in the Star Wars universe and with coming when it comes to Star Wars. So That's a great thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so join us in the fun at getvocal.com. It is free to join. Um, it's a really cool, cool site. You can just um, really helps interact with all the fans. So just download it. But we're also, if you can't do that, we are live on Facebook, Facebook Live each and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time oh. on Facebook.com, Facebook Live. Did you guys notice that when the Mandalorian was drinking soup that the child was like trying to sneeze? Oh, he lifted the helmet? <laughs> yeah, but like the child was trying yeah. to peek too. Mm-hmm. I was like, even he wants to see his face. <laughs> Take it off. That sounds lewd, but you know what I mean. <laughs> That's going to be the new quote for this episode. Mandalorian, take it off. Mandalorian, take it off. Oh, I love this, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note. um... Thank Farrick. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you again next, next week. And remember, this was the way. This was the way. Bye, everybody.